This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Have you ever felt the pressure to conform to the world's standards? Have you experienced moments where you've hidden your true self in order to please others or avoid ridicule? We've all been there. We've all been tempted to wear a mask, to present a facade that hides our true identity. But God calls us to something greater. He calls us to live authentically, to be genuine in our relationships, and to shine his light in a dark world. In Romans 12:2, the Apostle Paul tells us, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we allow God to renew our minds, we become more aware of his truth and his desires for our lives. We are then able to walk in the freedom of our true identity, refusing to let the world dictate who we are or what we should become. So how do we live authentically? How do we stay true to ourselves and to God in a world that constantly pushes us to be someone else? The first step is to recognize our worth in Christ. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our value comes from the Creator Himself, who formed us and fashioned us with a unique purpose. We must never forget that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139:14. The second step is to embrace vulnerability. Living authentically means being willing to be open and honest about our struggles, our doubts, and our fears. It means acknowledging our weaknesses and allowing God's strength to be made perfect in them, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. This vulnerability helps us to connect with others on a deeper level, and it invites them to join us on the journey of growth and transformation. The third step is to cultivate a strong relationship with God. The closer we draw to Him, the more we will know His heart and understand His will for our lives. We can foster this relationship through prayer, Bible study, and fellowship with other believers. As we seek his face, we are transformed into his likeness, 2 Corinthians 3.18, and our authentic selves begin to shine through. The fourth step is to practice humility. Authenticity requires that we recognize our dependence on God and admit our need for his grace and guidance. As Proverbs 3, 5, 6 reminds us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Humility opens the door for God's wisdom to guide us and mold us into the people he designed us to be. The fifth step is to live a life of love. Authenticity is rooted in love. Love for God and love for others. Jesus said in John 13, 34, 35, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Living authentically means being guided by love in our actions, decisions, and relationships. Now let us come together in prayer, asking the Lord to help us live authentic lives that bring glory to his name. Heavenly Father, we come before you today with humble hearts. 
seeking your guidance and wisdom as we strive to live authentic lives. We ask that you reveal any areas in our lives where we are not being true to ourselves or to you. Help us to recognize and embrace our true identity in Christ and to walk confidently in the unique purpose you have given us. Lord, give us the courage to be vulnerable and to share our struggles and fears with others so that we may grow together in our faith. Teach us to lean on you and trust in your strength when we feel weak. May we always look to you as the source of our identity, worth, and purpose. Father, help us to draw closer to you each day, deepening our relationship with you through prayer, study, and fellowship. As we seek your face, transform us into your likeness so that our authentic selves may shine brightly in this world. Grant us humility and the willingness to submit to your will in all things. God, fill our hearts with love for you and for others. May our lives be marked by genuine love and compassion, reflecting the heart of Christ to all we encounter. Empower us to live authentically, even when it is difficult or unpopular, so that we may be a light in the darkness and bring glory to your name. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy, which enable us to live authentic lives. We ask for your guidance, strength, and protection as we navigate the challenges of this world. Help us to be a shining example of your love and truth, inspiring others to seek you and live authentically as well. Father, we pray for those around us who may be struggling to live authentic lives. Touch their hearts, Lord, and lead them to find their true identity in you. May they experience the freedom and joy that come from living in the light of your truth. As we go forth, Father, help us to be mindful of our calling to live authentically. May our actions, words, and thoughts be guided by your Spirit, reflecting the beauty of your character and the depth of your love. Grant us the wisdom and discernment to navigate the challenges and temptations we may face, and to always choose the path that leads us closer to you. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to come together and seek your guidance on this important topic. We ask that your Holy Spirit continue to work in our hearts, transforming us and guiding us as we strive to live authentic lives for your glory. We pray all these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we bring our time of reflection to a close, let us take a moment to consider what we have learned today about the importance of living authentically. Let us remember that our true identity is found in Christ and that our worth comes from our Creator. Embrace vulnerability, cultivate a strong relationship with God, practice humility, and live a life of love. These are the keys to living a truly authentic life that brings glory to God. As we go forth into the world, let us be ever mindful of the calling on our lives to live authentically. Let us be beacons of light, shining God's truth and love in a world that desperately needs it. Remember the words of Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Our authenticity is not just for our own benefit, but it also serves as a powerful testimony of God's transformative power to those around us. Let us not grow weary in our pursuit of authentic living even when faced with trials and temptations. Our God is faithful and he will provide the strength and guidance we need to stay true to our calling. Stand firm in your identity in Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to guide your thoughts, words, and actions. In doing so, you will be a living witness to the power of God's love and an inspiration to others seeking to live authentically as well. As we part ways, let us remember to lift one another up in prayer, asking for God's guidance, wisdom, and protection as we journey through life. Let us encourage one another to live authentically, sharing our struggles and victories, and celebrating the work that God is doing in each of our lives. We are not alone in this journey. We are part of a body of believers united in our desire to follow Christ and live according to his will. Lastly, let us commit ourselves to continue seeking God's guidance and wisdom in all areas of our lives. Through prayer, study, and fellowship, we can grow in our understanding of God's will and deepen our relationship with Him. As we draw closer to our Heavenly Father, our authenticity will shine even brighter, and we will become more effective instruments of His love and grace in this world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
Numbers 624-26. Go forth in the confidence and freedom of your true identity in Christ and live authentically for the glory of God. Amen. In the quiet hush of our hearts, where our most profound thoughts reside, we often find ourselves reaching for something that speaks of tranquility, a voice that sparks the kindle of hope. In these moments, we are reminded of the divine wisdom that has been graciously bestowed upon us. We find solace in the words of our Creator. His words, written in times past yet ever relevant, hold a promise of peace and a fueling of hope. Today we draw from the profound depths of the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. Specifically, we shall immerse ourselves in chapter 15, verses 4 to 13, where Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, scribes these words. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In these verses, Paul poignantly emphasizes the role of scripture in our lives. It was written in the past, but it was written for us, for our instruction. It was given to equip us, to foster resilience, and to encourage us. But more than this, Paul underscores the importance of the God of hope, who fills us with joy and peace as we place our trust in him, resulting in an overflow of hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The word hope is a powerful one. It has been used throughout generations and in various contexts. But what does it mean to have hope as taught in the scriptures? What does it look like to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit? How can we in our day-to-day -day lives cultivate this hope, especially in times when our circumstances seem far from hopeful, when the world around us appears to be shrouded in despair? Hope, as defined in the Bible, is not a fleeting emotion, nor is it a passive state of mind. It is an active engagement with life, driven by trust in our loving God. It is the courage to face tomorrow, irrespective of today's trials. It is the determination to press on, even when the path seems steep and arduous. It is the resolve to believe that better days are coming, regardless of what we currently see. Hope is believing in the goodness of God, even in the face of adversity. It's a confident expectation, a firm assurance in the faithfulness of God and His promises. It's not wishful thinking, but confident living, grounded in the faithfulness of God. To cultivate this hope, we must immerse ourselves in the scriptures, as Paul suggests. The Bible, these sacred writings, hold the blueprint for cultivating hope. They instruct us, encourage us, shape our mindset, and provide us with examples of people who have walked this journey of hope before us. Before we delve deeper into this topic, let's anchor ourselves in another piece of divine wisdom. This time we turn to the book of Hebrews, specifically to chapter 11, verse 1. In this passage we read, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This verse from Hebrews brilliantly encapsulates the connection between faith and hope. It tells us that faith is the confidence in our hope, in the things we cannot see. Faith is the bedrock upon which hope stands. It is the substance of our hopeful expectations and the evidence of the unseen realities. Let us now dedicate a significant portion of our time together in prayer, calling on the God of hope, that we may cultivate this divine virtue of hope within us, 
Let us bow our heads and open our hearts as we enter into the presence of our loving God. Heavenly Father, we stand before you today as your children, in awe of your unfathomable love and mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your word, the Bible, which serves as our guide, our light in the darkest moments of life. We are thankful for the wisdom it imparts, the encouragement it provides, and the hope it instills in us. We come to you today, Lord, understanding that hope is not a fleeting emotion, but an enduring state of mind, a confident expectation in your promises. We recognize that hope is born out of faith, faith in you and faith in your word. We understand, Lord, that to have hope, we must have faith, faith that is rooted in you and your promises. Lord, we confess that there have been times when we've allowed our circumstances to dictate our hope. We've allowed the trials and tribulations of this world to dampen our hope, to cloud our vision of you and your promises. Forgive us, Lord, for those moments of weakness. Help us to always keep our eyes fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. We ask you, Lord, to help us cultivate this hope within us. We understand that to cultivate hope, we must immerse ourselves in your word, spend time in your presence, and lean on the Holy Spirit for guidance and strength. Help us, Lord, to make these disciplines a priority in our lives. We pray, Lord, for the strength to face each new day with hope, regardless of what we're going through. Give us the courage to believe in better days, even when we're in the midst of the storm. Help us to hold on to your promises, knowing that you are a faithful God who always keeps his word. We pray, Father, that as we cultivate hope, we will become a beacon of hope to those around us. Use us, Lord, to encourage others to uplift the downcast and to point them to you, the source of all hope. Help us to live out our hope in such a way that it will inspire others to seek you. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit that we may overflow with hope. Fill us with your joy and peace as we trust in you, so that our lives will be a testament to your faithfulness. May our hope in you be evident in our words, our actions, and our attitudes. So dear friends, let us cultivate hope. Let us read and meditate on the scriptures, growing in our understanding and application of God's word. Let us trust in God and his promises, letting our faith be the assurance of our hope. Let us rely on the Holy Spirit, allowing him to fill us with joy and peace. And as we do these things, we will begin to see hope spring forth in our lives. We will find the courage to face tomorrow, the strength to press on, and the assurance that better days are coming. For our hope is not in our circumstances, but in our God, the God of hope. In conclusion, let's remember Paul's prayer for the Romans, which is equally applicable to us today. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May this be our experience as we cultivate a lifestyle of hope. Welcome, dear friends. In this world where uncertainty and chaos seem to be the order of the day, it's easy to find ourselves overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed. But we are reminded in the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10, where God says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This verse, laden with promises, tells us that God is not a distant observer, but a close, active participant in our lives. He is with us in every struggle, every worry, every moment of stress. And not only is he with us, but he also promises to strengthen us, to help us, to uphold us. But how do we tap into this promise? How do we move from a place of worry and stress to a place of peace and trust? How do we bring out the best version of ourselves, even in the midst of adversity? Let's seek the answers to these questions in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today seeking your peace that surpasses understanding. We surrender our worries and our stress to you, and we ask for your guidance as we navigate the challenges of life. We often see in the scriptures, dear friends, that worry and stress are born out of a focus on our problems rather than on God's promises. It's like looking through the wrong end of a telescope. Our problems seem much bigger than they really are, and God seems much smaller. But when we adjust our perspective, when we look through the right end of the telescope, we see our problems as they really are, small and manageable in the hands of an all-powerful, all-knowing God. 
One way to adjust our perspective is through gratitude. As we reflect on God's faithfulness in our past, we are reminded of His presence in our present and His promise for our future. This shift from worry to gratitude not only relieves stress, but also brings out the best in us. It enables us to approach life with a positive, hopeful attitude, to see opportunities where others see obstacles, to find strength in the midst of struggle. Consider the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4, 6, 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This verse urges us not to be passive in the face of worry and stress, but to be proactive. It encourages us to present our requests to God, not with a spirit of worry, but with a spirit of gratitude. And the result? The peace of God, a peace that is beyond our comprehension, will guard our hearts and minds. To apply this to our lives, we can start by identifying our sources of worry and stress. Is it a challenging situation at work? A strained relationship? Financial difficulties? Health concerns? Once we've identified these sources, we can bring them to God in prayer, expressing our worries, but also expressing our gratitude for His presence, His strength, His help, and then we patiently abide. We rest in the assurance that God is at work even when we can't see it. The transformation from worry to peace, from stress to calm, isn't always instantaneous. Sometimes it's a process that requires time, patience, and faith. But as we wait, we can take active steps to reinforce this mindset of trust and gratitude. We can engage in daily practices that help alleviate stress and foster a sense of calm. We might meditate on God's promises in Scripture, immersing ourselves in His Word. We could spend time in nature, appreciating the beauty of God's creation, which is a testament to His power and love. We might also find solace in community, sharing our burdens with others who can offer support, encouragement, and prayer. As we cultivate these habits, we not only combat worry and stress, but also allow the best version of ourselves to emerge. We become more resilient, more compassionate, more grounded in our faith. We learn to see our challenges not as threats, but as opportunities for growth and transformation. Remember the words of Jesus in John 16:33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. These words remind us that as we navigate our worries and stresses, we do not do so alone, but with Jesus, who has overcome the world. God, we stand in awe of your magnificent creation, of the peace that nature brings, and of the intricate complexities of the world that remind us of your wisdom. In our moments of doubt, let us remember the lilies of the field and the birds in the sky, taken care of by your divine providence. May this reassure us, allowing your peace to permeate our being, quieting our worries, and providing respite from our stress. We ask for the strength to face our trials and tribulations. We know that it is through overcoming these challenges that we grow, that we mature, and that we become closer to the best version of ourselves. May we not see our struggles as mere obstacles, but as opportunities to grow in faith, to strengthen our trust in you, and to manifest your love to the world. We are reminded of your son, Jesus, who in John 16:33 said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. May we draw strength from these words, knowing that we are not alone in our struggles. Jesus has already overcome the world, and with him, we too can overcome our worries and stresses. As we strive to become the best versions of ourselves, guide us to be reflections of your love and peace. May we be conduits of your grace, touching the lives of those around us and showing them the transformative power of your love. Let us not merely seek to alleviate our own worries and stresses, but also to help others find your peace. Indeed, Lord, as we move forward in the journey of our lives, we call upon your divine guidance to lead us on the right path. We ask you to equip us with the wisdom to discern right from wrong, to make choices that align with your will, and to respond with grace and patience in the face of adversity. We understand that our journey is not just about our personal growth, 
but also about our role in the world as your children, as carriers of your love and peace. We recognize, God, that every day presents new opportunities for growth and learning. Help us to seize these opportunities, to embrace the challenges they may bring, and to celebrate the victories, no matter how small they may seem. Teach us to appreciate the journey, and not just the destination, to find joy and satisfaction in every step we take towards becoming the best version of ourselves. Just as a sculptor meticulously chisels away at a piece of stone to reveal a beautiful statue, we know that you, Lord, are working on us. You're shaping us, refining us, and bringing out the beauty within us. We are confident that with your guidance, we can overcome our worries and stress and become the people you've destined us to be. As we aim to manifest your love in our lives, Lord, may we also strive to be a source of comfort and encouragement for others. Empower us to reach out to those who are struggling, to share their burdens, and to bring them hope. Let us not be consumed by our own worries and stress, but let us be instruments of your peace and love in the world. In this journey of life, we know there will be times when we will stumble and fall, but we also know that you will be there to lift us up. Teach us to accept our shortcomings, to learn from our mistakes, and to move forward with determination and courage. We pray that our journey will not be defined by our failures, but by our resilience, by our capacity to rise after every fall, and by our unwavering faith in you. We put all our trust in you, Lord, we surrender our worries and stresses, and we embrace your peace. As we strive to become the best versions of ourselves, we remain confident in your unfailing love and guidance. We look forward to the wonderful journey ahead, knowing that with you by our side, we can overcome any obstacle. In your name we pray, amen. Dear friends, have you ever thought deeply about the significance of mentorship in our lives? This concept is often overlooked in our journey through life, yet, as we open the pages of the Holy Bible, we find insights that lay bare the profound importance of guidance and support from those around us. Let's turn our minds to a thought-provoking verse from the Old Testament, precisely from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This verse, dating back to times when life was much simpler, Yet wisdom was just as deep carries a powerful message for us. In those times, iron was manually honed against another piece of iron to make it sharper. The process was strenuous and time-consuming, often causing sparks to fly and generating intense heat. Yet, when it was all said and done, the result was a more refined and effective tool. In the same vein, we can see this verse as an analogy of how mentorship works, how people can shape, refine, and enhance each other's characters and abilities, much like iron sharpening iron. So let's delve deeper into this fascinating concept. What does it mean to have a mentor in our lives? How does this biblical principle of iron sharpening iron apply to us in the present day? A mentor, according to the wisdom contained in the book of Proverbs, is someone who nurtures your growth. They are the people who challenge you, who help you to polish your skills, who lead you to discover paths you may not have seen yourself. However, the beauty of mentorship lies not only in being mentored, but also in being a mentor ourselves. It's a relationship of reciprocity, an interaction that both parties can learn and grow from. As we open ourselves to the guidance of others, we must also ask ourselves, who could benefit from our mentorship? Who could we help guide on their journey? Now let's pray for the wisdom to recognize and embrace the mentorship opportunities in our lives. Dear God, we approach you in humility, thanking you for the gift of mentorship you've placed in our lives. We seek your guidance in choosing mentors who can help us to grow, and we ask for your wisdom to mentor others effectively. As iron sharpens iron, may we sharpen one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The New Testament also lends its voice to the subject of mentorship. In 2 Timothy 2, 2, Paul instructs his young protege Timothy, saying, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. This verse underscores the reciprocal nature of mentorship. It reminds us that knowledge should not be kept to ourselves. It is meant to be shared, to be passed down, creating a chain of wisdom and growth that continues indefinitely. 
So how do we apply this divine wisdom in our daily lives? We should strive to find mentors who can guide us, those who possess the wisdom, experience, and knowledge that we aspire to gain. In the same breath, let us also strive to be mentors ourselves. Let's seek out those who could benefit from our experiences, our insights, and our wisdom. As we step into the role of a mentor, we are not merely sharing knowledge or experience. We are engaging in an exchange of divine wisdom. The wisdom that we share is not our own, but it is the wisdom of the Most High, channeled through us. As we partake in this sacred exchange, we begin to embody the principle of iron sharpening iron, the principle of mutual growth and development. In essence, we step into the shoes of being an instrument of God's love, fostering growth and progress within our communities. Mutual growth is not one-sided. It is a process of giving and receiving, where both parties evolve and become better. The mentor learns as much from the mentee as the mentee learns from the mentor. As a mentor, we get a fresh perspective, a new way of looking at things, which can be enlightening and humbling at the same time. This relationship ultimately enriches our own lives as much as it benefits those we mentor. The transformative power of mentorship isn't limited to individual growth. It extends beyond that. When we mentor someone, we're not just helping that individual. We're contributing to the betterment of our families, our communities, and even our world. As mentors, we have the chance to make a lasting impact, to contribute to a legacy of wisdom, knowledge, and spiritual growth. The beauty of mentorship is further magnified when we think about it in the context of our Christian journey. As we strive to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, having mentors who can guide us and whom we can look up to becomes invaluable. They provide us with a tangible example of what it means to live a Christian life, inspiring us to do the same. Let us, therefore, embrace the roles of both mentee and mentor. Let's open our hearts to the wisdom of those who have walked before us, and let's extend our hand to those who are walking with us. Let's strive to be instruments of God's wisdom and love, to be the iron that sharpens the iron of those around us. We humbly seek your guidance, Lord, in identifying and appreciating the opportunities presented to us, to learn from those who have traversed these paths before us, those who carry an abundance of wisdom, patience, and love. Instill in us, Lord, a humble spirit, always eager to absorb, to grow, and to comprehend the lessons that you teach us through the words and actions of our mentors. Concurrently, we ask for your divine wisdom to flow through us as we undertake the role of mentoring those who are following the path we have already trodden. We implore you to provide us with the right expressions, the perfect lessons, and the appropriate guidance so that we may serve as reliable mentors. As we step into the shoes of a mentor, we are cognizant of the fact that we are mirroring you and your teachings to our mentees. As such, we beseech you to help us become the embodiment of your grace, your wisdom, and your love. May we always remember and uphold our duty to guide others towards a better understanding of your divine purpose. Heavenly Father, as we venture further into this shared journey of mentorship, we ask you to remind us that this is a reciprocal process of growth and enlightenment. In this mutual sharpening of wisdom and character, we are not only helping ourselves and those we guide, but also nurturing a more discerning and compassionate community of followers. During this journey of mentorship, our ultimate desire is to imitate your son, Jesus Christ, the greatest mentor of all time. His life, teachings, and unconditional love act as our compass as we navigate the responsibilities of guiding others in their spiritual journey. As we continue in our pursuit of wisdom and understanding, we pray for your guiding hand in all our endeavors. Help us to remain steadfast in our roles as mentors and mentees, constantly striving to sharpen ourselves and others around us. It is in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. We understand, dear Lord, that mentorship isn't just about guiding others on their journey. It is also about refining ourselves. For each moment of guidance offered, there is an opportunity for self-growth and introspection. We ask for your divine help in leveraging these opportunities for our spiritual and personal growth. Similarly, we are mindful that being a mentee isn't just about absorbing wisdom from others, but also about challenging our own perspectives and learning to navigate life's diverse pathways. As we receive guidance from our mentors, we ask for your guidance as well. 
to discern the wisdom that aligns with your divine plan for us. Finally, Lord, we recognize that the journey of mentorship involves not just the mind, but also the heart. It's about building relationships based on trust, respect, and love. As we build these relationships, we pray for your grace to fill our hearts with genuine care for our mentors and mentees, reflecting the love that you have so generously given us. As we conclude this moment of prayer and reflection, we ask that you continue to accompany us on this journey of mentorship. May we serve as beacons of your love and wisdom. As both mentors and mentees, we pray for your grace and guidance in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Welcome, beloved ones. In this moment, let's cast aside all concerns and distractions, for we're about to embark on a divine journey. It's written in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 7, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all of thy getting, get understanding. The scriptures speak to us in the language of our hearts, pointing to wisdom as the chief among things to seek. This is not by accident. Wisdom isn't mere knowledge, it's a discerning heart, the ability to make decisions that lead us to growth, the capacity to know right from wrong. It is the profound understanding that our choices, small and big, shape our lives and the world around us. Do you see its significance? Remember the wise King Solomon? The Lord appeared to him in a dream, offering him anything he wanted. Yet Solomon did not ask for wealth, honor, or long life. Instead, he asked for wisdom. His request pleased God, who granted him not just wisdom, but wealth and honor too. Do we not have something to learn from Solomon's choice? It's important to remember that the wisdom we speak of isn't the wisdom of the world. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. The wisdom we seek is the wisdom that comes from God. It is the wisdom that guides us toward love, forgiveness, compassion, understanding, and personal growth. Now picture yourself at a fork in the road. One path is well-trodden, familiar, seemingly easy, but it could lead to stagnation. The other path is less traveled, daunting, perhaps challenging, but promises growth. In such moments, how do we decide? It's here, dear friends, where we call upon divine wisdom to guide our steps. O Heavenly Father, source of all wisdom, we seek your guidance in our lives. Instill in us your wisdom so we may navigate the complexities of this world. In making decisions, big or small, may we always choose the path that aligns with your will. Amen. As we continue this journey, let's reflect on the times when we acted with wisdom and the times when we didn't. Wisdom isn't merely making the right decisions. It's about learning from our past experiences. It is about using our failures not as obstacles, but as stepping stones to personal growth. In James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Isn't it comforting to know that our God is a generous God? That all we need to do is ask with a sincere heart, and wisdom will be given to us? Remember, wisdom is more than just head knowledge. It's about taking that knowledge and using it effectively in our daily lives. It's about choosing kindness over bitterness, love over hate, patience over frustration. Each choice we make is a reflection of the wisdom we carry within us. As we journey through life, navigating the meandering roads and treacherous turns, we are often met with crossroads. The choices we make at these junctures are crucial. They define us, shape us, and chart the course for the rest of our journey. But how do we make these decisions? How do we determine the path to take? The answer lies in wisdom. The wisdom we seek is not found in textbooks or academic degrees. It's found in the divine word of God, in our close relationship with him, in our understanding of his purpose for us. When faced with a decision, the first step is to turn to God in prayer. It is to surrender our worries, our fears, our doubts at his feet, and ask for his divine guidance. We acknowledge our human limitations and recognize that our Heavenly Father, who sees all and knows all, can guide us much better than we can guide ourselves. As we quiet our hearts and still our minds, we open ourselves up to his gentle whispers, his subtle nudgings, his divine direction. However, prayer isn't a one-time act. It's a continuous process, an ongoing conversation with God. Just as we need to eat every day to nourish our bodies, we need to pray every day to nourish our spirits. 
We seek his wisdom not just in monumental decisions, but in the seemingly mundane ones as well. Every choice, every decision, no matter how small, is an opportunity to manifest God's wisdom in our lives. Next, we align our choices with God's word. The Bible is not just a book. It is a guide, a roadmap, filled with timeless truths and divine principles that can help us navigate life. The principles outlined in it aren't just lofty ideals. They are practical, applicable nuggets of wisdom. When our choices reflect these principles, we demonstrate wisdom. Consider, for instance, a scenario where you have been wronged. The world might tell you to retaliate, to seek revenge, to hold on to bitterness, but the Word of God advises us to forgive, to let go of our grudges, to choose love over hate. It may not be the easiest choice, but it is the wise one, for in forgiving others, we set ourselves free. So, beloved ones, let's embrace the wisdom of God. Let's seek His guidance in every decision we make. Let's strive to reflect His character in our choices. For wisdom is the principal thing, and with wisdom comes personal growth, peace, and a life that is pleasing to God. Let's not forget that wisdom, like any other divine gift, is not given for our soul enrichment. It is meant to be spread, shared, and used for the benefit of others. As a candle radiates light, our wisdom can illuminate the paths of those around us. Be open to share your wisdom, assist others in their decision-making process, and guide them towards personal growth. The wisdom you impart could be the beacon that guides someone out of their storm. And yet, the pursuit of wisdom doesn't have a finish line. Wisdom, much like our own selves, is dynamic, growing and evolving over time. As we traverse through life, navigating various experiences, our wisdom expands. Our victories teach us, but our defeats teach us even more. Our joys offer lessons, but our adversities often yield the deepest insights. Each moment, each decision is a chance for growth. Let's embrace these opportunities. Let's let life's experiences refine us, shape us, and enhance our wisdom. Let's also remind ourselves of the promise enshrined in James 1. 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Our Heavenly Father is not scant in His giving. He is a bountiful provider. He doesn't resent us when we ask for wisdom. Rather, He takes delight in it. He is ready to shower us with His wisdom, if only we ask. Remember, dear friends, we serve a God of infinite wisdom. As we journey through life, let's continually draw from His wellspring of wisdom, apply it in our lives, and share it with others. The path to personal growth and prudent decision-making may be tough, but with God's wisdom, we have the compass to navigate it. May the wisdom of God be our guide today, tomorrow, and always. We also need to understand the importance of humility in this journey. Humility is the soil in which the seed of wisdom grows. A humble heart recognizes the need for wisdom, and it's open to learning and growth. It understands that wisdom isn't just about personal development. It's about enriching the lives of others, too. It acknowledges the wisdom in others and values the divine wisdom that permeates our world. So let's strive to cultivate humility in our hearts as we continue our journey towards wisdom. Wisdom also helps us in dealing with uncertainty. Life is filled with unknowns, and it's natural to feel lost or overwhelmed at times. But remember, wisdom offers us a beacon of light in the fog of uncertainty. When we don't know what the future holds, wisdom helps us to trust in God's plan, to believe that He is guiding us, even when we can't see the road ahead. Wisdom gives us the courage to step into the unknown, confident in the knowledge that God is with us. As we part ways today, let us carry with us the lessons we have learned. Let us strive to apply them in our lives and to share them with those around us. May our quest for wisdom not end here, but continue every day in every decision we make, in every interaction we have. May the wisdom of God guide us, transform us, and empower us to transform others. And as we journey towards wisdom, may we always remember, it is in seeking that we find, and it is in finding that we are found. As we journey through life, our path is often lit by the interactions we share with those around us, through the bonds we form and nurture. These connections are like threads, woven together to create a fabric that supports us, giving us a sense of belonging. But above all these relationships, one stands out, our connection with our Heavenly Father. 
Allow me to read from 1 John 4, 7 and 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. The scriptures from 1 John, centered around the theme of love, serve as a reflection of the divine nature of God. God's love, as described, is not a fleeting feeling, but an enduring presence. This unfathomable love isn't confined to the heavenly realms, but it permeates our world, flowing freely through our relationships, our interactions with others. How then can we practically embody this divine command to love one another? How can we go about infusing God's love into our everyday interactions, thereby nurturing healthier, more meaningful relationships? In order to answer these questions, we must delve deeper into the essence of Scripture, drawing insights that can help guide our actions and attitudes towards those around us. By establishing love as His very nature, God has revealed that love extends beyond a mere emotion. It is an act, a conscious choice. As we opt to love others, we align ourselves with God's character, bringing his divine intentions to life in our human world. This act of love can take many forms in our lives. It could mean extending kindness to someone who is grappling with hardships, lending a patient ear to a friend in need, or practicing forgiveness towards those who have wronged us. It is through such actions that we demonstrate God's love in our relationships, fostering healthier, stronger bonds with those around us. Let us pray. O oh, loving Father, we ask for your divine guidance in understanding the depth and breadth of your love. Enable us to reflect this profound love in our relationships, making us vessels of your unending grace and mercy. Guided by this prayer, let's turn our attention to another piece of scripture that expands on this theme of love, Colossians 3.14. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. This verse illuminates our calling as followers of Christ, to wear love as our spiritual garment, a love that mirrors the love of God and binds us together in harmonious unity. Choosing to embody this love is an ongoing challenge, requiring continuous commitment. We'll face instances of discord, pain, and misunderstanding, but these are the moments that truly test our resolve. It's within these moments that we're given the opportunity to choose love, to opt for forgiveness, and to promote unity, thereby mirroring God's love in our interactions. The reverberations of this choice extend beyond the realm of our personal relationships. It influences how we interact within our communities, how we respond to societal issues. By choosing love, we transition into the role of peacemakers, bridge builders, and bringers of light, emulating the divine love that God bestows upon us. Reflect upon your own journey. Consider the people that God has intentionally placed in your path. What are the ways you can demonstrate love to them? Could it be through a kind word of encouragement, lending a helping hand, or simply being there during times of need? When we consciously choose to love, we start to notice a shift in our relationships. They grow deeper, more fulfilling, imbued with a sense of mutual respect and understanding. This transformation doesn't just happen, it's the fruit of our deliberate efforts, our decision to mirror God's love in our lives. This transformational love also has the power to change us. It molds us into compassionate individuals, granting us the ability to empathize with others, to feel their pain and their joy. It humbles us, reminding us of our shared humanity and our collective need for God's love. In our pursuit to nurture healthy relationships, let us always remember our Heavenly Father's example. His love, unwavering and unconditional, serves as our guiding light, illuminating our path, leading us towards a life of meaningful connections and fulfilled promises. As we continue on this journey, let's strive to nurture our relationships with love and kindness, emulating our Heavenly Father's love in all that we do. It is through this that we build stronger connections, both with others and with God. We should also bear in mind the importance of communication in nurturing our relationships. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. 
These simple yet profound words hold the key to healthier interactions and relationships. Every word we utter, every response we give, can have a lasting impact. Just as a harsh word can stir up anger, a gentle answer can calm a storm. Being mindful of our speech, choosing words that uplift rather than degrade, is one way we can practice God's love in our everyday interactions. This mindfulness should also extend to our actions. James 2.26 reminds us, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. While it is important to speak words of love, it's equally crucial to complement our words with corresponding actions, ensuring that our deeds reflect the sincerity of our words. Practicing love is a journey, not a destination. It is a lifelong commitment to live according to God's command. Along this journey, we'll encounter hurdles and obstacles, but every stumbling block is an opportunity to grow, to learn, and to become better versions of ourselves. Let us remember that we don't embark on this journey alone. We have the unwavering love of our Heavenly Father and the support of those around us. Together, we can navigate the trials and triumphs of life, strengthening our bonds and deepening our understanding of God's love. As we strive to nurture our relationships, let us not forget the most important relationship we are called to nurture, our relationship with God. As we draw nearer to Him, seeking His wisdom and guidance, we find the strength and courage to love others as He has loved us. Moving forward, let's carry these teachings in our hearts, integrating them into our daily lives. Let us wear love as our spiritual garment, and by doing so, emulate God's boundless love. It's through this journey of love that we cultivate healthier relationships and ultimately grow closer to God. Just as a tree needs nurturing to grow and bear fruit, so do our relationships require nurturing to develop and yield mutual understanding, respect, and love. It's a process of give and take, of understanding and forgiving, of listening and speaking, a process that needs patience and care, just as a tree requires time and attention to grow from a seedling into a majestic provider of shade. In our pursuit to cultivate healthy relationships, it's crucial to remember that each relationship is unique, much like each tree in a forest. They all require sunlight and water, yet each one may need a different amount, a different approach to care. Similarly, every relationship we have will need a different kind of nurturing. With patience, with empathy, and with God's guidance, we can learn to provide what each unique relationship in our lives requires. The journey to cultivate healthy relationships is a marathon, not a sprint. It requires persistence, consistency, and resilience. But with each step we take, with every effort we put into nurturing our relationships, we are rewarded with deeper connections, greater understanding, and a stronger bond of love. And these, in turn, become the foundation for our spiritual growth, guiding us towards a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Building on this foundation, we understand that every connection we nurture, every relationship we cultivate, is a testament to our spiritual journey. As we sow seeds of love, kindness, and understanding, we are actively engaging in the Lord's work. We are embodying His teachings and living out His command to love your neighbor as yourself. And in this practice of love and understanding, we come to find that our relationships become stronger and our spiritual bond with our Heavenly Father grows deeper. We find that the journey itself, with its trials and triumphs, becomes a beautiful testament of God's enduring love for us. As we wrap up today's contemplation, may we carry the essence of this lesson in every conversation, every interaction, every connection. May the seeds of love we sow in our relationships grow into blossoming trees of mutual respect, understanding, and care rooted deeply in the fertile soil of God's enduring love. As we go forth, let us continue to nurture our relationships with the same compassion and understanding that our Heavenly Father shows us each day. And let us remember that in each step we take towards fostering healthier relationships, we're one step closer to living the fullness of God's love. In the name of our loving Father, we pray. Amen. Have you ever gazed into the night sky and marveled at the vastness of the universe, the galaxies strewn like dust across the cosmos? Yet within you is a realm as vast and as potent as the universe itself, your spiritual potential. In his prayer for the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened 
in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Ephesians 1.18 Paul's words resonate with us even today, illuminating our spiritual journey. Paul's prayer wasn't just meant for the Ephesian believers in that specific time and place. It transcends the bounds of time and geography extending to each one of us today. Paul speaks of the eyes of our heart, not the physical organ that pumps blood, but rather the spiritual heart, the core of our very being. It's here that understanding and emotion intertwine, where decisions are birthed. He prays that the eyes of this heart might be enlightened, illuminated with spiritual insight. When we dive deeper into the metaphor of the enlightened heart, we understand that it speaks of spiritual awareness that transcends mere intellectual knowledge. It means grasping the divine truths about our identity in God. It implies recognizing the immense spiritual potential that resides within us, and it entails understanding the incredible riches we inherit as children of the Most High God. So the question naturally arises, how do we ignite this spiritual enlightenment? How do we tap into this vast reservoir of divine potential within us? The answer to these questions begins our journey towards spiritual growth, a journey that involves developing a deep, intimate relationship with God, immersing ourselves in His Word, and then manifesting the spiritual wisdom through practical applications in our daily lives. As we embark on this path of discovery, let's quiet our minds, focus our hearts, and direct our thoughts heavenward as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we acknowledge the divine potential you have placed within us. We seek your guidance to realize this potential and grow spiritually. Open the eyes of our hearts, O Lord, and flood us with your wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Having opened our hearts to God's presence, let's turn our attention to the Word of God. God's Word is not merely a historical record or a collection of wise sayings. It is living and active. It breathes life into our spiritual understanding. It sparks our spiritual potential. The psalmist declares, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Psalm 119, 105. The word of God then is like a lamp, casting its light on our spiritual path, illuminating the way ahead. As we immerse ourselves in the scriptures, as we engage with the word, our understanding of God's character deepens, our grasp of his promises strengthens, and our discernment of his will for our lives becomes clearer. This spiritual illumination is a vital step toward unlocking our spiritual potential. However, we must remember that the journey to spiritual growth isn't solely about gathering wisdom or understanding. We must do more than absorb the knowledge offered by God's word. It is a transformative expedition that calls for more than being passive spectators or intellectual consumers. We must bring into practice the spiritual truths we uncover. As James in his no-nonsense manner cautions us, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. James 1.22 If we liken the spiritual truths we glean to precious seeds, then application is the act of planting these seeds in the garden of our lives. For instance, let's take the profound truth of God's love and forgiveness. When we comprehend these divine attributes, we are compelled to show forgiveness when wronged, to extend love to those who seem unlovable and to demonstrate kindness in a world where it can be in short supply. Equally, when we grasp the overwhelming holiness of God, it should spur us towards a relentless pursuit of personal holiness. The Apostle Peter, echoing the words of Leviticus, exhorts us, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. 1 Peter 1.15 Personal holiness isn't about flawless perfection, nor is it about never making mistakes. It's about striving, each day to align our actions, words, and thoughts more closely with God's standards. It's about choosing to step away from the familiar path of wrong and walking steadfastly on the unfamiliar path of righteousness. Furthermore, when we truly grasp the concept of God's grace, the unmerited favor we've received despite our shortcomings, we should feel compelled to extend that same grace to others. It means choosing to be patient when impatience seems justified to be understanding in situations where misunderstanding seems easier. As we deepen our understanding and experience of God's grace, we find ourselves transforming, becoming conduits of grace in our interactions with others. Each spiritual truth that we discover, internalize, and apply then has a transformative effect on our lives. They form the bridge that connects our knowledge of God to our everyday life, the bridge that transforms us from mere listeners of the word to doers of the word.
It's in crossing this bridge, in living out these truths, that we tap into our spiritual potential and morph into the individuals that God has destined us to be. And so as we journey towards spiritual growth, we need to remember that it isn't a destination but a journey, a journey that demands constant learning, deep introspection, continual transformation, and consistent application. Yes, this journey may have its share of setbacks and stumbling blocks, but remember, our setbacks are setups for greater revelations of God's love, grace, and wisdom. As you venture into this journey to unleash your spiritual potential, know that God is not just the starting point of this journey, but also your constant companion along the way. He is not merely the originator of your spiritual growth, but also its ultimate fulfiller. As Philippians 1, 6 assures us, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So as we step forward on this spiritual journey, know that you do not embark on this path alone. You are not a solitary traveler left to your own devices. The very one who planted this spiritual potential within you accompanies you at every step. God, the author of your faith, the foundation of your spiritual potential, is also the finisher. He doesn't simply initiate the process and step back watching from afar. He walks this journey with you, leading, guiding, and shaping your spiritual growth. His commitment to us echoes in the promise found in Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This assurance should ignite within us a fire of audacious faith, so dare to believe in the spiritual potential God has placed within you. Dare to trust in the transformative power of his word. Dare to bank on the life-altering impact of his love and grace. Dare to dream of the endless possibilities that arise when we yield ourselves to God's guidance on this spiritual journey. This isn't just about exploring untapped potential or seeking personal improvement. It's about unveiling the divine design within us, a design that bears the imprint of the creator himself. It's about allowing God to shape us, not according to the world's expectations or standards, but according to his perfect will. It's about becoming, day by day, a clearer reflection of his love, his grace, his mercy, and his holiness. Indeed, this journey to unleash our spiritual potential can seem daunting, even overwhelming. But remember, with God, we are not limited by our abilities, our strength, or our wisdom. Instead, we're empowered by his limitless power, his unfathomable wisdom, and his boundless love. Our God is a God of infinite possibilities, and with him, all things are possible. Remember that each step we take towards spiritual growth, each truth we learn and apply, each act of faith, they're all milestones in our journey, testaments of God's work in us. So let's not grow weary or lose heart when faced with challenges or setbacks. Let's not be discouraged by our weaknesses or failures. Instead, let's view them as opportunities for God's strength to be perfected, for his grace to shine brighter, and for our faith to grow deeper. Let us continually remind ourselves that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Our ultimate goal isn't worldly success, material wealth, or human accolades. Our goal is spiritual growth, a deepening relationship with God, and a life lived in tune with his will. This is the purpose for which we were created. This is the divine destiny we are called to fulfill of discovery and growth. Each day presents us with fresh opportunities to deepen our relationship with God, to explore his word, to apply his truths, and to demonstrate his love. Each day is a chance to experience his grace, to taste his goodness, to marvel at his wisdom, and to bask in his presence. So let's make the most of these divine opportunities. Let's embrace the adventure of spiritual growth with open hearts and eager spirits. In closing, let these words from 2 Peter 3.18 resonate within our hearts, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. As we step into the rhythm of our daily lives, let's carry with us the vibrant hope of unleashing our spiritual potential and continually growing in our faith. Let's step out with courage and confidence, knowing that the God who began this good work in us will surely bring it to completion. Until we meet again, may God's peace, love, and wisdom guide you every step of the way. Amen. It's been wonderful sharing this prayer with you today. If it has uplifted your spirits, please subscribe for a new morning prayer every day to help you commence your day with a sense of tranquility. May your day be overflowing with blessings.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.